everybody listening in. This is yet another socially distant episode. This is episode 19, or as we call it, the 19th episode. And uh, Ryan and I are sitting, I don't know, 23 miles apart, Uh, talking to each other. Yeah, sometimes it feels not far enough. Well, the camera may make things worse. You know, what does it add? 10 pounds and maybe like five pounds of hair. Oh, dude. I, uh, I have reached the point where I can officially put my hair up. Are you doing the man bun? No, 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 not doing it. I'm just saying it's just long enough that I could put a, a thing in it. I had, uh, uh, did you have a niece show you that you could do that? Yes, she did. Yeah. I was going to say, it's not something a guy would try to do on his own, but if there's a little girl around, that's likely to happen. Yeah, she. Uh, so we we saw everybody for Mother's Day. Not gonna not gonna lie to everybody. This is getting out of control. But we uh, hope and and to all your mamas out there, I hope you all had a nice Mother's Day. Yeah, I hope everybody had a great Mother's Day. We we had a good one. I mean, honestly, none of us have seen anybody. So like, forget it. We're just gonna get together, swim, whatever. But my hair was, you know, to the point. It's pretty long, and it was. It's kind of annoying. But she grabbed it, threw it up in a little. Like a little, I don't know, thingy. And it's not Body really in the tail. back. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of more in the the frontish. Uh, yeah. You know, looks looks a little ridiculous. But hey, uh, whatever works. I mean, it's so. Could you be one of those shampoo models now when you get out of the water and you flip your hair around and it just oh, yeah. cascades all oh, beautifully? It's, it's amazing. You got to time it right. <laughs> Otherwise, it comes back and whips you in the face. I've learned. Yeah, yeah. My my hair has gotten long enough. That I actually have to put product in my hair before I work out, because otherwise it's in my face and I can't stand it. You just need to get a a uh, like a headband thingy. That's what you should do. I don't, yeah, but I don't have one, right. and trying to find one in a sporting goods store is kind of a challenge these days. Well, Amazon. Well, yeah, there is that. I, I I guess I haven't been annoyed enough to the point where it's driven me to Amazon to click and buy now mm. to get a headband mine's kind of it's just like it it bothers me because it's in my eyes yeah that's right. basically where it is like usually when i go get my hair cut they go how long do you want it i'm like well long enough or short enough that it doesn't reach my eyes right well at this point i'm thinking like you know what i'm maybe i'm just gonna let it go and have long hair again yeah yeah again so you had long hair before when i was younger i did I had long hair like shoulder length hair i have never had long hair no and it's it's probably because i'm a head sweater like Mm. when i get hot and sweaty it comes out of my head right and just like long hair and that do not go well together i'm not gonna lie that's kind of gross it is like when i played football in high school like you're in the locker room and you're looking at people and their their shirts are soaked like in the small of their back or in their armpits or whatever me, I would barely have any sweat like on my jersey or anything like that, but my helmet would just soaked. be sopping soaked. Ugh. And you my- can't wash a helmet as easily as you can like a jersey. Right. My, uh, I played hockey. My hands get pretty hot in gloves, and you can turn them over and kind of dump them out. It's kind of gross yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's why I've never had long flowing hair. Yeah. Oh, before okay, before we get too far into this, last week or yeah, last week, right? Yeah, last week. I mistakenly attributed a comment to Jacob. So Jacob, I'm sorry. I think it was actually I don't know. I don't even know who it was anymore. I just remember the comment. Jacob got credit for it, but now I'm reneging on the credit. Oh. So you're in, 
No more You're credit for back? you. Yeah, okay. we're just going to attribute to anonymous, and we're going to leave now, it at that. Now, was it because Jacob corrected you, or because anonymous reminded you? No, no, no. It's because uh, Jacob said something to me about, "Hey, did I actually did I say that?" And I said, "You know what? I don't actually remember now." But <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we'll just say like, nobody said it. All right, it never happened. Yeah, it's never a happened. Of your imagination. This may is this the first correction we've ever done. This is first the one first I've ever admitted to. Well, yeah, this might be the only time we've cared enough to actually change something. Which is kind of funny because it was a total throwaway comment. Oh, like, yeah. There's no, nothing hanging in the balance because of it. But it's one of those things that literally just popped in my head right now. Otherwise, I wouldn't have even brought it up. Yeah. So, so how was your, how was your what? Mother's Day weekend? Oh, Mother's Day. Um, how was yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good. So we... Uh, Saturday, did a bunch of off-roading, went out to basically sort of between Antelope Valley, I guess that would be, and the Grapevine area, did a bunch of uh, bunch of off-roading on the old Rim of the World rally stages, which was pretty fun, saw some, some Did ruins. any of it seem familiar from oh, yeah. like your rally days? Yeah, yeah, there were parts where I was like, oh yeah, I know this, this section, and I know this part, and oh, this was a transit, so there's a, a couple roads that were definitely stage roads that was on, um, but it was fun, it was really cool to... Get to go see all that stuff. Actually, uh, took my niece and nephew, and it turns out they hated it. Well, yeah, I'm not really surprised. I mean, what what is it for them? I mean, they're just looking out the window, seeing. Can they even see out the window? Yeah, yeah, like no, on their booster can. seats. Okay. Yeah, they can. But I don't know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> my nephew, like, about I would say maybe a half a mile off of the actual road. So we're on like a, a dirt road. He's like, yeah. Oh, where are we going to turn around? He starts panicking. Like, where, where are we going to turn around? We can't turn around. What are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know, dude. We're just, we're screwed. We're just going to have to keep going. No, we t- can you turn around here? I don't think so. <laughs> now, were you better prepared this time around for off-roading than you were when you were Lytle Creek Adventure? Because yeah, I mean, I had first yeah. time you didn't have anything with you. Well, no, and I also, so I've got all terrains on now. So I actually have a proper of a um, Falcon Wild Peak AT3. Just in case oh, you were wondering. Product placement. That's right. On a set of fifteen fifty two Turbo Mac HD wheels in Ken Block bronze. Um woot woot. Uh, yeah, so I actually brought my compressor and I brought some recovery gear and stuff, and we didn't need any of it, which was which And then was, shovels oh and a tarp in case you need to dispose of stuff. No, I have I have one of those collapsible tunnels which wouldn't or shovels, I should say, which really wouldn't do you much good, but uh, it was cool. Yeah. There was almost nobody out there. Um, we went kind of over the mountain basically so that's um oh something peak I'll, I'll think of it here in a few minutes but we went over the mountain and didn't see anybody but one guy in a couple hours and then when we got kind of almost out there were three or four cars we saw so there was almost nobody out there it was awesome so did you do a whole loop or just out and then turn around and came back the same way you went in no we went out around and then that kind of that's all dirt over we had a uh, another road and then took that back out to okay uh basically worked our way back to the five um just south of the gorman road exit which is the top of the top of the hill right and then yeah um we had seen a fire and a, and then on the way south there were probably 20 fire trucks on the side of the road they they knocked it all down but the grapevine was actually on fire did your niece and nephew try to get you to stop at the mcdonald's no we went to carl's oh Got some star chicken nuggets. Are they star shaped? I have not eaten at Carl's Jr. in I don't know how many years. They are star shaped. And how have you not had a Western Baco Chi? 
You know, it, I don't know. There, there's a Carl's Jr. in town, and, you know, even, like, at lunch, there's a Carl's Jr. not too far from the office. It's just, it's, if I'm going to have a burger, I'd rather do, like, In-N-Out or The Habit than Carl's. Yep. So it just never ranks up high enough to make me want to go there. Man. I mean, I've eaten at Carl's more often than I have Burger King. Right. But I think last time I've had Carl's Jr. has probably been maybe two or three years ago. And then Burger King is probably like five, six years ago. We drove by a Burger King, and I was trying to remember what Burger King even has. The Whopper, other than, right? Yeah, so, but it's just a cheeseburger. Yeah, and the croissant one. I the breakfast, their oh, breakfast okay. sandwich. No idea. The uh, yeah, I I do like the habit. I'm I'm not saying it's better than In and Out, but I do like it because they have bacon. It's a, it's a good burger. Yeah, it's a good burger. I also like the fact that I can swap the fries for a side salad and somehow feel slightly less guilty about eating a burger, you know, as a meal. So it's, it's like getting like, a it's like getting a diet coke. I'm gonna have a double bacon cheese, double yeah. bacon cheese, and a side salad. Diet coke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but while we were out there, well, it was pretty cool because the I don't know that it classifies as super bloom, but it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. tons All of poppies, tons of flowers. We uh, we saw a lot of really cool stuff. Saw some burn area. Um, I mean, it was beautiful. It was gorgeous out. The weather was perfect. And then we didn't get. I guess if we had made a left turn at one of the roads instead of going straight, you know, it, it wouldn't have been. We would have ended up in a poppy field. And we didn't do that. And that's okay. We saw plenty of flowers. But on the way out, when we finally hit pavement again, we did come across this private gated area that was all these poppies in a huge field. Tons of people. Showed all pulled over taking instagram photos laying in them like a bunch of idiots and uh as trampling we, the flowers yeah exactly as we drove by i yelled at a group of girls to do it for the gram and they didn't they weren't amused weirdly uh that's probably because they're TikToking it they don't understand your antiquated reference damn it uh, so if i had said <laughs> tick tick your talks is that how they say it yes yeah something like that yeah i don't know how it all goes ticky talkies if anybody does know and they feel like telling me, keep it to yourself. Yeah, that that would be interesting. So was that to give your sister like a nice day off or something? That is or correct. Was... I asked her if she wanted you know, to take everybody and give her a break, and she said yes, and so that's what we did. And then yesterday was Mother's Day, so we went, like I said, we went to my mom, swam, had uh, enchiladas and chimichangas for dinner, and all hung out. How did you... And... Did you have the kids overnight? Uh, no, 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 no. I didn't have them. Okay, because uh, I was going to say, if you had them all loaded up on, like, Red Bull and Lucky Charms <laughs> and they gave them back yesterday, like, hey! Wouldn't that be defeating the point of giving her a break? Although, it, it's no, 100% something I would do. I think it would be a fair trade. Mm. No, She got, you know, eight hours of sanity-free, you know, time, <laughs> and then... Right. No, they, uh... They, they'll probably end up spending the night, I don't know, some point soon, because I'd like to have them over again. It's been actually a little while since we've done that. But they yeah. stay sometimes. How was your so, Mother's Day? What'd you guys do? It was pretty <laughs> So the, the highlight of the weekend, besides the, uh, the Mother's Day um, festivities on Sunday, was that one of the neighbors had made arrangements and called the Kona Ice Truck and so they put up flyers on all the mailboxes in the neighborhood. Like and so shave the, ice? It's basically like shave ice. It's like yeah, an ice yeah. cream truck, but shave ice. Okay. And so they were coming by 
at like 5.15 on, on uh, Saturday afternoon. So they, they pulled up, parked on the street, and I get outside, and there's already a line like eight people deep, oh, and geez. they just pulled up. Right. And pretty much, I'm sure, like, almost all the kids in the neighborhood and most of the parents were in line. So the line ended up getting about, like, 40 or so people deep. Yeah. And the strange thing with this whole social distancing thing is, is, like, you're pretty good about doing it out in public when you're in a store. Sure. When you're, like, in those kind of situations where there's crosses every six feet on the ground and right. you're standing on the X or whatever. But when you're on a sidewalk in front of somebody's house, that all that shit went out the window. So I was up at the front of the line, so I did a pretty good job of staying distant. But as soon as I got my shave ice, I turn around, everybody's like, you know. Right there. Right there. And right. you're just like, that might not be good. <laughs> well, did you wear but, a mask? But the shave ice was good. Yeah, what flavor did you get? Uh, I did, uh, well, I let my son pick. So it was like tiger's blood. Um, strawberry watermelon. What is tiger's blood as a flavor? Like, what is it? What is it? It's coke. It's coconut and cherry, I think, or some mm. other flavor. It's like two flavors mixed together, but it's just given a name of tiger's blood. I I don't know. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. It might be Carol Baskin's favorite flavor, but it was good. <laughs> that was a little That's nice. Tiger King reference for those of that may not remember that popular tv series from all of three weeks ago yeah well carol baskin i heard did kill her husband just like epstein didn't kill himself but hey let's uh, right, right, let's not right. get into that so what'd you do yesterday yesterday was just kind of low-key because you know leading up to it i was asking my wife you know what do you want to do i mean not that you can really go anywhere right but i was like you know would you want a card i mean because part of the problem is is like usually like mother's day she would have you know, the breakfast, either we would go out and have breakfast or I'd make her breakfast. And then she might go treat herself to like a spa day, like get a massage, get her nails done, that kind of stuff. Well, right. none of those places are open. So for breakfast, we ended up going to a local, uh, or I went to a local restaurant and grabbed a, a to-go order, brought it home, and just had, you know, a nice breakfast. And then uh, for, for dinner, I really uh, classed it up and went for the... Uh, the KFC family, the twenty dollar. Ooh, you get a bucket. I can't remember what they call it, the meal deal. The bucket. And so uh, now we didn't. We don't do the bucket of chicken. Well, it is, I guess, a bucket, but it's the the chicken tenders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, just because you technically get a little bit more chicken that way than you would if it's on the breast or on the wing and all those other parts. So there's more meat because it's all meat instead right. of you know bone and stuff. Yeah, so mean. that was the. Uh, the, the classy <laughs> Mother's Day celebration in the household. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, pretty, it was a pretty low-key weekend. I mean, I guess well, all kinda, these weekends are yeah. low-key because there ain't shit to do. Well, exactly, which is why I finally just said, screw it, I got to get out of the house. Uh, you know, so offering this weekend, I'm looking into camping next weekend. I just, I can't, I can't, can't, just can't, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm well, yeah, there's it. plenty of things you can't do. Well, yeah, that's true. But I also can't just sit around anymore. I just, I'm going absolutely bonkers. So I figure camping, not, nobody's around. It's probably okay. Yeah. Un Bears. Unfortunately, most of the stuff is closed. Like most areas are, are closed. So BLM land is still open. So it's, 
it limits you to where you can go camping. And it's all, right. I wouldn't say all, but a good portion of the camping that you're going to do is unimproved and primitive, which is not for everybody. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to go dig a hole and take a poo in it. Yeah, but you being the hairy beast that you are, that's no big deal. Well, yeah, I, and I'm hoping that somebody goes by and like, oh, crap, it's a Yeti. And they take pictures, or not a Yeti, the Sas- Sam Squanch. And they take yeah. pictures and I make it in, like National Enquirer. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you might want to get that Brazilian wax first. Ooh, eh, I don't know about that. The uh, yeah, so I don't know. It was it was cool. You what you guys should have done? You should have just set up your own little nail salon. You guys could have given her a you know a whole experience. Yeah, well, I mean, she, we, I mean, Jeanette has the nail polish and all of the uh, the accessories and stuff, but she prefers doing a. A nail process, I guess, called a dip. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this. It's popular, I've heard. It's like powder coating your nails. It's like a powder. You don't bake them, somehow, though, right? It's, it somehow catalyzes, so there's huh. some sort of chemical reaction or something, but it yeah. hardens. Interesting. But she gets like a crazy like two or three weeks out of the out of the nail job, and it's it looks flawless. Like It doesn't chip or anything like that, so it's like, all right. But me painting it is just going to be, you know, I can't paint within the lines very well with that little nail brush or well, whatever they call you, that thing. And you could have done the dip, like help her dip it. I don't know how it works. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it goes either. Sounds like I feel like you just like the word sounds like you just dip your hands in something. Yeah, I don't think you. I don't know how it goes down. I think they might put something on your nail and then sprinkle the powder on it, mm. or maybe dip. I don't know. Right, who knows? Yeah. So you say dip, and I think of fun dip. Yeah, yeah. That. Now, when you had Fun Dip, would you eat that little white spoon? No, thing was gross. But it's edible. Yeah, but it's also gross. It's not even. I don't even know what it is. It's not sugar. I mean, maybe it is sugar, but it's not any sugar I've ever tasted. It's not sugary enough for you to want to eat it. It tasted like, uh, like a chalky stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I liked I, the, I, I liked Fun Dip because it was kind of sour. Yeah, that it was. That it was. You know, not super yeah, sugary. So- yeah, this weekend was just kind of low key. It was almost like a, you know, in a lot of ways, it was the stuff I ended up watching on TV was kind of like a '90s throwback. I was watching. <laughs> I started watching the the Last Dance, that uh, ESPN documentary on the Bulls and and Michael Jordan, and and it focuses on the like the '97 '98 season. And so, it's on Netflix if you live anywhere outside of the U.S. But for everybody else in the U.S., it's on. ESPN, and if you have the ESPN app, you can stream it on your TV. But do you have to pay for the ESPN app? No, I mean, I have basic cable TV, so it uh, comes with ESPN, so therefore I still have ESPN access. Right, right, right. And so, I've so far, I've got through the first three seasons. And it's kind of a challenge in my household, because Grayson doesn't really care so much about basketball. He doesn't mind it, but... Obviously, Michael Jordan. He doesn't know who that guy is because that's way before his time. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like. I don't. I'm not really a basketball fan, but I would watch that. I mean, it sounds like yeah. it's probably pretty interesting. It's an interesting yeah. documentary because every episode they kind of they focus on a on a specific person or a player, mm. and so they you know they the last one we watched was like a, they went back with Rodman, you know, starting oh, back yeah, as yeah. a kid and in his time with the Pistons and and their trade to bring him onto the Bulls and stuff. And they did one with like Pippin, and so they kind of explain, you know, each character as it right. goes. Right. No, it's so, pretty cool. No. 
he'll watch it, but he's not invested in it. And my wife, she's not a huge fan of sports in general, so she's just not interested. So the challenge for me is finding time to watch it where without them complaining that it's on the TV kind of thing. Right. You know, I mean, I could go watch it upstairs or something like that, but Eh. it's kind of nice watching it downstairs on the big TV. So some of those things are, are cool because like, it's even like, you know, you may not be super into it, but like they're 30 on 30 series, right? Yeah. They've got a ton of stuff that you would never necessarily care about, but it's so interesting the stuff that they get into and how they talk about it and the approach whoops, and all the background and everything. And uh, well, and the funny thing is, is, is like for me, it's watching these sports moments that I remember watching live when they happen and looking at the, the image, the video image and looking how dated it looked, how the wardrobe was all dated. Yeah. But the thing I'm getting the biggest kick out of is the soundtrack because they're playing tracks from that era. So they're playing tracks from the, from the 90s, so various hip-hop tracks are playing along. That's pretty cool. And so it's kind of a nice flashback for me, just listening to all this stuff. And so it's like reliving the 90s, because I, I graduated high school in 97. Same. So th- this whole 97, 98 season, you know, it's like they talk about the earlier season and stuff, so it's, it's all around that time when I was in high school, so it's kind of a nice flashback. And so been catching up on that, and then the the big news this weekend was that uh, Ben Stiller's father, Jerry Stiller, passed away. Yeah, which and is for me, a super bummer. I, yeah, super bummer. But yeah. he was like ninety or something, ninety two or something like that. Yeah, and just to but, be, he, he apparently died of natural causes, nothing to do with this current shitstorm that we're in. Yeah, and so, but for me, I I always associate him with. Frank Costanza on Seinfeld, which is another 90s TV show. It is. It, is, so, a, it is a show that was on in the 90s. <laughs> it was. and uh, But like you and I talked about this, the fact that like neither one of us watched it when it was you know first run, like on Thursday nights on NBC. It's so funny because I, I don't know anybody that did. At least not I, off the top of my head. I'd have to ask people. I'm sure there, that people did. It was super popular. In high school, I remember people watching it because I remember the episode where you found out uh, Kramer's first name. That was like a big teaser episode. And I remember that happening in high school. What and is it his was first name? Cosmo. Oh. Cosmo Kramer. Got it. But uh, so I remember classmates talking about that. So, yeah, there were people that watched it first run, but I only watched it on reruns. Yeah, I've seen so, reruns. Yeah, and I, I love the show on reruns. And so Frank Costanza to me is just a hilarious character because he just plays that just angry Jewish father kind of role. (laughs) Right. And how he just, I mean the, the comedic timing and just the, the ability to kind of just steal the, steal the scene, which is a simple line. And you know, there was like, um, did you ever see the, the Festivus episode? No. So this is a big thing with Seinfeld fans. Everybody always talks about this every year. I have no freaking clue what people are talking about. I was not, even in reruns, I'm not a big Seinfeld fan. There is There are some episodes that I saw, I was like, eh, it's okay. And there's moments that you see, like, when uh, the little guy, what's his name? 
Jason Alexander, that guy. I think George Costanza. Yeah, yeah. When Costanza, George Costanza, he's like complaining, or he's like, "It was cold," or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, So there's, yeah. yeah, So there's episodes like I've seen some of them, but I have no idea about this festivist thing. And people always bring it up, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do all this stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, no, you you should do those things. That sounds great." (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, are you a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm? It was okay. That's Larry David. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It, no, not really. What was your 90s TV jam then? Saved by the Bell? No. Damn. 90210? No, definitely not. Um, 90s TV. Were you like uh, Full House, Family Matters? We uh, watched that stuff, but... I mean, that was like, you know, I, I feel like that's what you did with your family when you were a kid. You watched those shows on, what was they, Friday, yeah, Friday or whatever? Night. Yeah, TGI Friday or whatever it's called. Yep, um, yep. But I, I I can't think of a show off the top of my head that I'm like, that was my 90s jam. That was the one. I can't think of one. Yeah. Like, for me, I, I don't remember, like, any sort of nighttime TV show. Like, The Simpsons, I would watch first run, like, on Sunday nights when they were be on Fox. Um, but... Most of my jam in the 90s was reruns. It was Seinfeld reruns. Yeah. And it was Saved by the Bell reruns. Like, I'd come home from high school at lunch and watch Saved by the Bell. I never got into that show. That was another one. I just, I don't know. What the hell was I watching? Yeah. What were you doing in the 90s? Uh, that's a freaking great question. <laughs> you can't remember? No, that's terrible. I, I honestly don't remember. Because, I mean, the funny thing is, is like, you know, last week we were talking about all the video shows. game systems and arcades and all that stuff as, as kids. Well, we've and talked about you, ALF and we've talked about all this other stuff. Yeah. Small wonder. Right. So 80s stuff you were watching. Yeah. yeah. And I remember a lot with, of it. Were you just too busy in like the 90s, like junior high and high school? Like you were out rollerblading and stuff? I spent most of my time outside. The great thing was. My mom and like where we lived and you know, everybody was pretty cool. So we would just disappear and we'd go skate and like we'd get whether I was on a skateboard, a BMX bike, set of blades, like we were just always out and doing stuff. So there was never you know, we were either playing hockey, skating down to Huntington Beach High School, going to a bunch of the other skate spots we knew. So there was never I just don't remember like a, oh, I have gotta watch this TV show. I'm sure there was something we watched pretty religiously, but I just can't put my finger on it. Yeah, because I was kind of the same way. We grew up on a, on a cul-de-sac. We moved into the neighborhood like in 87. And so we were there from 87 to like 90, 96 before we moved. So on that cul-de-sac, we would always, you know, when the rollerblade craze was crazy, we would play roller hockey in the streets. Right. We would always be building ramps and jumping bikes. Huh? And then the, the creek wasn't too far away. So we had dirt trails and dirt berms and, and doubles that we had built with shovels. And uh, we would jump and do that stuff. So basically, it was kind of that, that idea where you're out until the streetlights come on, and then you yeah. got to come in. We oftentimes were out, oh, especially on a weekend. We wouldn't come. We didn't come home until Sunday. Wow. Yeah. My my because we were but we, a- we were always at somebody like, oh, I'm at Patrick's or I'm at you know Kurtz or yeah. whatever. So it wasn't like the parents all knew we were at one of one of the houses. Yeah. My. My mom had me on a on a shorter leash, and I don't know why, because it wasn't like we were ever getting into trouble, but right. I think it was just for her peace of mind. But because my parents were deaf, like I had a pager 
I think when I was a freshman in high school, starting right around there. That pager thing was sick. Yeah, well, and but they wouldn't page me with phone numbers. They would page me with like secret code numbers. Right. Like one 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 was I had to come home. Two 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 was your brother needs to go home. Right. And three 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 was both of you guys need to come home. Kind of stuff. And so sometimes it'd be because it would be because I needed to make a phone call for them, or whatever you know, sort of helping out responsibility that I had. Well, that my, that might be part parents. of it. They needed they needed a little bit more help, right? And that may be part of it. But I, at the same time, my mom, like I've got two sisters. I'm the oldest one. Maybe my mom figured I'm disposed. You know, eh, if he doesn't come home, fine. I got two more. Yeah, you're not getting pregnant. No, thank God. Yeah. But, I mean, it is kind of interesting when you look at that. You're like, did you guys not care that much about me? No, I mean, they, they definitely cared. I think it was just a, you know, we know what you're doing. You're you're doing one of yeah. four things. So, yeah, whatever. Have fun. Stop throwing yeah. dirt cloths so, at yourselves. So, yeah. So, this weekend was kind of, like I said, it was like a, a 90s flashback between watching the Bulls on TV or in the, in the Last Dance, watching that documentary, and then kind of reminiscing through footage of various Seinfeld episodes. So did you now, end up, did you watch a bunch of Seinfeld episodes? Uh, I just watched like, you know, clips. Oh, okay. Like okay. Just, yeah. I don't need to sit through the whole episode to, to, to remember them all. Cause I've seen most of them multiple times now, Right. but it's just little bits and pieces here, especially like some of the bloopers when you see them losing it. When, uh, when Jerry's doing his lines and you know, George can't keep his, his uh, face, straight face or it's it just it's fun seeing the interaction between the characters but you are a big zoolander fan i did love zoolander it was it was pretty damn and he's in that and he's fabulous in it jerry Silver yeah. was amazing in zoolander um maury ballstein yeah and it's cool to see him like to see him and his kid right to see him and ben stiller together i think they've got that they a pretty rad like dynamic i think that might be the only thing they were ever in together as well um Maybe I'm not 100. percent Yeah, I think it's some. They did some like they did some web shorts like in 2011 or something oh, like that okay. that his son was doing with his dad. But they were like quick little two minute, three minute kind of clips here and there. But I mean, the crazy thing I think with with Jerry Stiller is I mean, he's been around the industry for years. I mean, obviously I wasn't familiar with his work until Seinfeld and Zoolander. Yeah, but he was a comedian for like, a really long time. Right. Didn't he do, he yeah. did stand up and, and all that other stuff too, right? I think maybe. I have no Something idea. like that, yeah. The uh funny enough, so the other Jerry in that show, Jerry Seinfeld, was part of the reason I couldn't stand Seinfeld. I just just didn't like him, didn't care for him. The irony behind that whole thing is that comedians in cars getting coffee, I absolutely love and I think he's hilarious. Yeah. So and it's not like he's changed anything. Same delivery, same sense of humor, but for whatever reason... You, you've it, changed. Or there's cars to distract me a little bit. Well, I, I think with the, the comedians and cars getting coffee, there's a little bit of that kind of um, the art of the craft. You know, they're, they're talking... Right. Comedians talking to comedians, talking about how they come up with their, their pitch, or their story, their angle, or whatever it is. And so it's kind of fascinating behind the scenes for each of the comedians that he talks to. And of course... The car is the eye candy. And it's always interesting to see what, because he likes to pick the car that matches the comedian. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. So it's always interesting to see the pairings. But then even like the restaurants they go to or the coffee houses or whatever it is, it's always kind of interesting to see 
what they yeah. pick and where they go. Well, and there's and maybe even what they order. The aspect too that it's not scripted and it definitely feels unscripted. You yeah. know, where Seinfeld was still a scripted show. Yeah. You know, I think that's, that's true. It, that makes it pretty different. So it's it's one thing to be able to, you know, if if you and I sat here, we could probably have the best podcast in the world if we wrote it out, but it wouldn't. I don't know. This is not scripted. So when we have our moments and we have a brilliant 38 seconds, which is probably the longest really good section we've ever had, it, it's so much more interesting than if we had written it down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which yeah. isn't to say we don't have notes. Like we write notes about things we want to talk about sometimes. Uh, yeah. Always Topics, work. not necessarily. We, we know what we're going to talk about maybe, but not necessarily what we're going to say about it. Right. Well, and, and we don't always even do that. Yeah. We're really, you know, we're really on top of our game here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the B, the not the A game, more like the B game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, yeah. that's and, you know, oh, it's fine. Yes. Speaking of games, so okay. last week, you know, we were talking all about the '90s arcade games and and video game consoles. So well, mostly I talking, '80s. I was talking to my wife about getting a an emulator. So like, oh yeah, did you end up ordering one? Well, my wife was like, "Well, you can do that." She's like. But that's just another piece of hardware, you know, because we have the Xbox. We right. have, you know, other toys. So, and so I was like, all right. So I looked on, on Xbox on the website and I picked up the Street Fighter 30th anniversary version of, uh, well, it's the 30th anniversary Street Fighter game. And it's on Xbox. It came out last year. I didn't and it know has it came out. 12 versions of the game. Does it have, like, what's the newest version of it? Is there a new updated one? Yeah, there's, one? like, a new one where it's all super polished and all yeah. fancy. I don't know. I don't care. I bought it because it had the old ones on yeah, it. Yeah, which is pretty rad. Was it but pricey? Crazy, what's that? Was it, like, 60 bucks normal, or was it, like, a cheaper game? When it, when it first came out, yeah, it was 60 oh, bucks. Okay. But if, if I wanted to buy it, like, right now and download it through, X, uh, through the Xbox right. store or whatever, right. it's 49 bucks, I think. But or thirty nine bucks. It was like forty dollars. Yeah. But on Amazon, it was nineteen dollars. Oh, that's brilliant. So rather than getting that instant gratification and downloading the game, I just ordered it online, and it'll come sometime this week. And then I can either teach my son how to play and and learn what it's like to lose to his father as I <laughs> as I hadouken him to death. But realistically he's probably gonna kick my ass in a matter of weeks once he masters the combo moves and stuff he'll go look it up online and, and learn all the just get all the moves already but remember yeah. when you had to figure him out but the, the cool i don't know but the cool thing is is the the, the vintage games they're letterboxed because they weren't designed to be right. played on a widescreen right. so they have like a graphic wrap around the screen yeah and then you're playing like in a smaller four by three aspect ratio in the middle of the screen so I'm actually kind of excited to have that come in and, and play and see if I'm as good as I remember. But my favorite part of that game was always, I guess, was it a bonus round or the, the training round between yeah. rounds where you got to smash the Acura or the uh, Lexus to bits? He has a le- uh... It was an Acura. It was a Lexus at first. It was like an LS400. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. later versions, it was like an Acura uh TL like or, TL something. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you had to try and uh, completely destroy the car before the time ran out. Yeah, that was so. That, that was, was always fun. my. F- 
it was such a pointless activity, but it was so much fun. Yeah, there was. So, yeah, it didn't get you anything other than points, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't even know what the points did in the game. It's not like you got anything. No, you just needed to beat the game, like beat all the fighters. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you could beat him with a shitty score as long as you just beat him. So. Yeah. I don't understand why score was a component of the game. Well, I remember that. So in the arcade, they had a high score, so it it would contribute to that. In, yeah, right. you put your initials in, so it would contribute to that. But other than that, other than bragging rights, I guess there's no real. You know, you probably get more points for a Hadouken than you do for punching somebody in the face on soft, like or whatever the mild yeah. punch. You know, but uh, actually, you bring up video games, and so last time we we were talking about all the stuff from the '80s, and I, I brought up the Star Wars arcade console as being one of my all-time favorite games. Not right. uh, not the next day. It had to have been the next day. I saw, and here's a function of everything listening to us, right? Um, there's that company we talked about the company that makes those sort of little mini cabinets. Did we did we talk about that? Yeah, or was yeah. that just you? Yeah, and we did. Okay. So anyways, that company released the original Star Wars game in one of those cabinets. Did you take it as a sign that you needed to buy one? No, I didn't buy one. I have not bought one. I would like to buy one. I have nowhere to put it. And I don't I don't think that's a thing that like I put it in the garage, but I would never go down there just to play it. True. I'm not going to put it in huh. my bedroom. It's weird. Um, doesn't fit in with the decor in the rest of my house. And it's no yeah. room in the, there's no room in like the studio game room, whatever. So for now it's going to have to be a, still a dream. I kind of wish, I kind of wish they were able to package all of the, the video game brains, like the, the process of the board into basically like a joystick console. So basically like a big shoe box so you had the, the joystick and the six buttons, but that was your brains, and you just HDMI cabled it in or something like you that. You know, I swear I've seen something like that. I'll have to look it up later, but I'm pretty sure that is a thing that you can do. It's either something you can buy or it's a homebrew. Or you build. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's a yeah. home build. And that, hey, whatever. That's, you know, you still get the whole the whole same thing. Um yeah, even because one, at least at that point, it doesn't take up all that much space. Right. Even one of the old, the remember the when NES came out with the joystick? Yeah. The arcade that style joystick. That joystick was awesome. That yeah, thing yeah. was rad. I, I love that thing. My buddy had one. I don't know if I ever had one. I don't think so. But that thing was yeah, super cool. Yeah, I never cool. had one. But I, I think I borrowed it once from a neighbor or something, and it was pretty cool. Yeah. No, we... Uh, yeah. I, oh, man. That was the only way to play Street Fighter. Because I remember... Trying to play on the on the regular controllers was just it just wasn't the same, right? So getting yeah. any of those fighting games, man, even Kung Fu, that was a great game. So I, I, I'm, I'll be curious because I've never played a fighting game on the Xbox, so I don't Nor know if I if all the you know the 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 light middle or medium and heavy punch or strong punch, yeah, like if if that'll all feel the same or if I'll figure out the layout of the remote. Yeah, that's going to be a little like weird. Tr- you have the trigger buttons on I'll it? bet you that's what it is. I'll bet you it's if you look at the right. So you've got, you'll have the four buttons are your light, medium, and then your triggers will be hard trigger- or something like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. going to be hard to get used to. Or shoulder and trigger on the right side. So oh, yeah. Right. I think you so, need yeah. to, uh, you need to buy, buy a, a joystick. aftermarket joystick. Yeah. Controller. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're. It can't be I'll fun to that. play without it. Yeah, it, it's got a stink to play with. You know, that way you can fully clean up. Yeah, you can you just mash the buttons? Because <laughs> in the arcade, when you were losing, you would just open hand slap all the buttons and just wiggle the joystick around, hoping to get some sort of magic combo. 
Uh, well, and that's like that's what I'm saying. Like your your kid, your son, will, Grayson will probably just look up all the combos. But when we were kids, we had to figure them out. Yeah, like you didn't know so unless somebody told you. Oh, yeah, this is how you do Hadouken, or this is how you do uh, whatever. Yeah, an uppercut or yeah. whatever. Yeah, tiger uppercut. Uh, and yeah. all that other stuff, like you had to figure it out. And until you learned those combos and you learned like the the moves, you were stuck with punches and kicks and jumps. That's probably why I liked E Honda and Blanca because their easiest move was hold back for a couple seconds, then go forward and then punch. Right. It was that torpedo flight or the the spinning cannonball thing. Right. Well, I like even like so like Chun Li, like her kick was just smashing the kick button as fast as you could, but. You had to, like, with if you wanted progressively, like, so you wanted to use the hardest kick, right? You had to, it was faster. Or yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't punch initiate. It that much yeah, yeah. So there it. was a little bit of technique to it, I guess. Did those moves have official names? Kicky, flashy leg thingy? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like the torpedo thing. Like, I know you and I understand what we're talking right, about. Right, right. But there probably had to have been some sort of official name. I'm there, well, so the only ones I know over the ones they said, like Sonic Boom, Tiger Uppercut, uh, Yoga Fire, Yoga Flame, like any of those ones where the character announced it. Otherwise, I've got no idea. Yeah. I'm sure they all do. I guarantee you that there's a, a thing you can look up. And I actually remember at one point the 7-Eleven uh, by, by us that we used to go to all the time. We went in once and they had somebody had plastered an overlay over the controllers that had some of the moves on it. Wow, that was nice of them. Well, I think it was a like an upgrade sticker kit or something, because it looked official. I just looked up uh, the official moves, and they did have names. So, like Zangief's spinning pile driver, E Honda's hundred hand slap. Mm. Uh, there's Ryu and Ken's Shoruken or Rising Dragon Fist. Okay. There's I don't even. Akuma, I don't know that character. Akuma? Cody, I remember. Cody's last dread dust, because he had dreads. But that was so that was a later version of Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some characters I'm scrolling through here. I'm like, I don't know these people. Blanca's Thunder. That was that's what that was called? Yeah. Kind of dumb. Apparently. Name. I think is that where he turns electric and you get you can get electrocuted by him? No, he had no, like I don't, a, know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That's a dumb name though. I like how we're asking each other questions that we don't even know the answers to. This is just pointless. Well, <laughs> Listeners, <you> we're sorry. <laughs> you had the phone in your hand. I just assumed that I there know, was more to it. But yeah, I don't, I don't it know. It didn't have pictures of all the moves. It just had words. Oh, oh I, I didn't know what you're looking at, but now that makes sense. See, it's not yeah. like this is kind of it's not like we're in the same room and normally we would just show each other the phone or yeah, show yeah, each other exactly. what we're doing. So this is a little bit different, but the uh, that's fine. So yeah. Speaking of TV shows, uh, I caught an episode of Hoarders on the streaming and immediately. So I, for the record, I am not a hoarder. I do not have a lot of clutter. I don't keep a lot of things. Last time I moved, I threw out almost everything I owned. But the second I saw this TV show and they showed the inside of this person's house, my skin started itching and I immediately thought I need to go back in my garage, reorganize and throw half of it away. And there's hardly yeah. anything in there. So that's going to be my task this week. That is the most awful show I've ever seen. We uh, we got into that same thing. I don't know how it came up. But I think it was one of those suggested things to watch, like on Hulu or whatever. Right. It came up as a, as a suggestion. And we're like, all right, we'll watch it. 
And then, like, one weekend, we killed, like, two seasons of the show. It is. And it's... Oh, it makes it's, my skin yeah, crawl. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a pretty similar formula. There's a hoarder. There's a concerned family member. Right. That, you know, tries to help out. The hoarder won't listen to the family members, so they bring in, like, professional assistance. And, and then like, they have like psychologists. Like it, they bring in like psychologists and the rest because it's a mental thing. Yeah, and then they have like one eight hundred got junk shows up right, with their right. trucks, and then they help make them sort. And then the people go, "No, this is important. I need to keep this. I need to keep that." And then they don't want to get rid of anything. Then there's some breakthrough, and then they do get rid of stuff, and then they come back, back to a I don't want to say remodeled house, no. but some sort of cleaned up it house. Just- it just doesn't have shit piled to the ceiling. Like their their rooms are literally full, and you can't go in. Like they're the place that they sit. Like they're cooking in the bathroom in this one that we saw. The guy is like he has this little nook that he sits in. His wife has her own little nook in the back, and if you touch anything, it avalanches everywhere. It was so freaking disgusting. At the end of the show, they said they took away a hundred and like a hundred and ten tons of crap. holy shit and. Half the rooms were still full. The whole point was to get the house so that code enforcement would let them keep living there and not take the house away. And the crazy thing is I've seen some of these episodes where they're cleaning it up and they find like animal carcasses. Yeah. Like a dead cat or something. Or Yeah. Or there's fecal matter everywhere. There's rats. There's hantavirus. There's, oh my God. It just like thinking about it. I can feel my, like my scalp is all itchy and I'm, I've showered. I'm going to go shower again when we're done with this. And that made you run to the garage, which is fairly neat. I mean, your floor no. space is open. You got a couple of bikes in there. You got a toolbox. You got a bunch of like camping and automotive accessories in there, but it's not like it's out of control. Well, no. And everything, like pretty much everything in there is stuff I use. There's a like, so now I've got a set of wheels and tires that I'm going to sell so that they're not stuck around. Uh, and a, a few other little things, but like I have bins of stuff that, you know, they're old like toys and trinkets and I want, I need to go through it. I'm going to go through, figure out, do I really need half of this stuff and then either donate it or just bin it because now I'm like, Hmm, okay. I've got eight bins. Maybe I could consolidate down to like four bins. Yeah. I've, I have a little bear trap. Is, I don't need that. I don't need it. Yeah. The crazy thing now with the coronavirus though is donating isn't as easy as you think it would be anymore. Like a lot of the thrift stores are closed and basically they have so many donations already they need right. to process. They don't have room for more. And if you just go, oh, well, I'll just drop it outside their donation trailer and they'll get to it. It's just sitting out in the elements. So that's not helping anybody. I have a feeling I could put some stuff on the curb here and it would just go. Otherwise, I'll just donate it to the dumpster. There is some stuff that I, you know. I have a bunch of old like random promotional stuff for video games and stuff that came out that were kind of cult games and stuff that there's kind of uh I don't know uh I don't know what you call that stuff. There's some collectors items and things that they're literally shoved in a box. What do I need them for? So I can right. put them on eBay or something and I, that's what I need to do is just sell some of the stuff. Yeah, we're pretty good about doing that type of stuff. Like if if it's not something we've used in the in the past year, right? Then it's pretty easy to go. All right, we can get rid of it. Yeah. Sometimes there'll be stuff where uh, I'll hang on to it, and then if it goes a second year and we've never used it, then it's gone. Well, I mean, I have there is stuff too. Like there's, 
old family pictures and like my baby well, blankets and stuff. Yeah, that, you're not gonna throw those out. No, 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 right? that I won't throw away. But I can probably repack eBay. stuff. Yeah, eBay. Uh, I can probably repack some of that stuff, consolidate a little bit more, and just kind of keep squishing stuff down a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah. I put some stuff up on uh, on Craigslist uh, last Friday, I think. It actually got rid of uh, one thing already. Like the same day I put it up, I got an email. And then the guy's like, you still have it? I'm like, yeah. And it was a knee scooter. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things where if you, you know, if you have foot ankle problems. Like broken, broken foot or something. Yeah. 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 And you're in a cast and you don't want to wear crutches. Right. The knee scooter allows you to prop your leg up on that, on the, on the padded surface. You rest your knee on it. And then with your good leg, you scoot around and it's got a handlebar right. and it steers. And so we had bought it when Jeanette had, um, had some surgery done. And so it probably saw all of maybe two months of use in its entire lifespan. Right. The rest of the time, it just sat in the garage. I was like, oh, maybe Grayson will want to ride it down the driveway like a scooter by sitting on it kind of thing. Or maybe, you know, somebody we know will need it and we right. can just give it to them. No. And so it sat in the garage for like two years. And so finally, I, I put it up on, on Craigslist. And we bought it for like 130 bucks off Amazon. Hmm. And so I put it up on Craigslist, I think, for... 75 knowing that it was gonna get haggled down so got an email the guy's like yeah do you have it yep he came by like that night like at 8 30 and that was kind of sketch for me because i don't weird but it once he told me why i was like all right it's legit yeah. he <laughs> he was the proud parent of a 21 year old son that had done some dumbass things on a dirt bike and jacked his leg up now when <laughs> you say dumbass it's the stuff that i would be like that's awesome he the the dad didn't really get into you know explaining if he was yeah. you know trying to go for some big air or something but he was basically like yeah he was being stupid and he hurt himself so so it's probably pretty cool it might have been <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if it's YouTube worthy but it might have been cool but anyways so dad came down for his son and paid sixty five bucks for the uh, the new scooter and took it that night so As, uh... one item sold and one item still up. What's the other one? What's up? Uh, it's something that is kind of random. It's it's a 1960s era pedal car. Well, those are cool. They are cool, but Grayson's too big for it, and so it has no functional use, and it takes up a you know a yeah. fair amount of space in the garage. So surprising that nobody's snatched that up because that seems like there's a collector for that. There is, and like I, there's some on eBay, like for five, six, seven hundred bucks. Oh, wow. Some have sold for like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, this one's pretty legit. It's in great shape. It needs one. Uh, it needs a bushing. Okay. That basically uh, attaches the pedal rod to the rear axle. Sure. And it's a plastic bushing that then attaches to the rod, and so that's broken. So it's 3D only print one, one pedal. What's that? You can probably just 3D print one. They sell them. They're like three bucks. Oh. Like there's there's companies that make reproduction parts. For oh, them. interesting. So it's it's an AMF. Oh, that's the brand. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, the brand that used to own Harley Davidson back in the day, mm-hmm. and is probably known most for bowling. Yep. Uh, back in the fifties and sixties, made pedal cars, and so this is it's it's been inherited. It's been used. It's just it doesn't have any use these days. So. Right. Those are cool. I uh, I remember as a kid, my grandfather made me a 
car. It wasn't a pedal car, but it was like a little go-kart, like a kind of a soapbox car. Yeah. And so I think the big problem for me is, or at least for, for Grayson is it's not fast. Yeah. It doesn't have a motor. He can't, yeah. you know, do donuts in it. He can't. Do you explain to him that it. this is how old people had to live? Yeah. Well, like trying to explain to him that, you know, we old people, not us, but people older than us right. just watch TV in black and white. Right. Or, you know, actually you and I you, having to get up off the sofa to physically change the channel by rotating the knob. <laughs> that was BS. Yeah. If you're, it, and, you know, your parents had kids so that they had a channel changer. Yeah. And, you know, in, in his lifespan, it's like he gets to pause, fast forward, rewind TV. Right. Like it's all on demand. So, yeah, yeah the whole idea of this physical exertion to move a car around. I can't remember what it was the other day, but my this weekend actually it was yesterday my brother-in-law and i were struggling to explain something to my niece about when we were kids and we just finally gave up she's like yeah right okay sure whatever you say we're like okay i i don't know how to explain it any other way and it was one of those things where like you you know you couldn't just pull up a video and say like well this is what it was like right it was just i I can't even remember what it was it was stupid but it was exasperating (laughs) it was it was kind of frustrating to try to explain it so i don't know whatever what, what makes me laugh is, like, when you look at, like, certain things, like, on, for example, like, on your iPhone, when you look at the call button, it's a, a handheld phone. phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, how many kids these days have actually picked up a real handheld phone? Because they're all looking at everybody's cell phone. Right? Right. I mean, maybe in their classroom there might be a phone on the wall or something, but. Well, it's like that kid that, uh. I don't know if it's real or it happened or whatever, but there's something on the internet where the somebody says they had a floppy disk in their hand, and some kid said, "Oh, cool, you 3D printed the save icon." <laughs> Which I I believe that's a thing that happened. Like that's it has that's no believable. yeah it has no significance, but it's still what we use to represent yep. save on a program. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's this all there's all this stuff that you know. Well, it's going back to we were talking about those videos of the kids trying to use the rotary phone. and um, Yeah. There's there's a whole series on YouTube. It's kids that, like, they show them a PC. How do you turn it on? How do you put a disc in? How do you play, like, do something? How do you turn it off? So there's yeah. a bunch of, like, that kind of, you know, stuff. They, I think there was one with, like, an old iPod. There's one with a Discman. Or, no, they had a Walkman on one, which is pretty funny. Um, but, you know, a telephone. Those are, those are pretty funny to watch. Yeah. So... Do you have any of that vintage crap in your garage that you need to get rid of? No, unfortunately. I uh, A lot of that stuff is gone. I used to have some really cool stuff. I had an old, like, a, a Mickey Mouse. Uh, so it's like Mickey Mouse. Like sta- Imagine him standing. His belly. Is, or no, the base of the phone was the rotor. Like the dial rotor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his hand was the, uh, I don't know, hang-up switch. And he held. The cradle, yeah. Yeah, he held the actual hand handset the the receiver yeah yeah um so i had a bunch of really cool stuff but unfortunately through family random crap and moving and a lot of that stuff just kind of has gone away so i don't have anything super super cool and vintage i mean i i probably have some neat stuff if i dig through all of uh all these these things enough but nothing that i'm super attached to obviously because it's just been stuck in a box yeah, so have you figured out where you're selling this stuff at? Are you, are you going to go the Craigslist route? Are you going the Facebook Marketplace route? No, I uh, probably just put it on eBay. 
Okay. Do you have a decent like eBay presence, like your your seller score or whatever? It, it's pretty good. It's it's all positive. Uh, I used to sell a lot of stuff on eBay, um, like a lot, and uh, yeah. So it's it's not too bad. Like I at one point, dude, I had so much old like old tuner memorabilia, like Gretty HKS. Like I I had boxes of stuff. I had um, all I those seatbelt pads. Well, no, but like I had this rad like this Gretty satin jacket that you couldn't get in the U S like they never brought it, but the guys at Gretty gave it to me. Like I had all those, like all the banners and flags yeah. and all that stuff. So I eventually said, I got to just get rid of it. It was sold a bunch of that kind of stuff sold, you know, sold off a lot of sort of memorabilia of that kind of thing. I still have probably a lot of Subaru stuff left. I've got, um, I have a Sparco jacket that's basically made out of a race suit, but it's one of, I think they only brought four or five of them into the United States and it's a, oh, wow. the old five, five, five Subaru rally car. So it's yeah, that, yeah. it's that, it's like the top that's, half of one of those race suits. Yeah, that's that's kind of worth keeping. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe but I mean, what are you going to do with it? It's, it's kind of one of those things where it's, it's cool. It's rare, but at the same time you're like, mm. right. I mean, it's, 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 like it's, 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 uh, I've got to imagine it's worth at this point four or five hundred bucks, maybe. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I have absolutely like zero eBay presence. Like I've bought a handful of things. Right. Never sold anything on eBay, and so like for me, like I wouldn't buy from myself just because that that my rating is so small. Like I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, I actually bought something recently on eBay. What did I buy? Something random, something small. Uh, but yeah. I I couldn't find it anywhere else. Uh, at a reasonable price, and I found it on eBay, and it was, yeah, you know, like if I had bought it somewhere else, it would have cost me twenty bucks. I got it on eBay for eight, something like that. Like what, what surprised me is my dad. He, he's he's technologically advanced in some ways, but in yeah. other ways, he's not. He's a pretty big time eBayer, really? buying parts he needs for his cars, and yeah, yeah, home improvement projects. He's buying those like those pieces that are kind of hard to find, or you know. Uh, new old stock parts yeah. and whatever. My dad's bought, bought some- and sold a lot of cars on eBay. Um, so he had a hot rod shop for a while and that's where he would get most of his cars would be off eBay uh, yeah. that they would get and then fix up. And it's hilarious. Like, I don't know how he's getting good deals on them. Cause I've looked at cars on eBay and the prices are no, they're stupid. Yeah. They're just okay. Sometimes yeah. they're crazy. Sometimes but- they're insane. So yeah, I don't know how he's managed to do that, but it's a thing where, you know what, if, if it takes me, this is what ends up happening though. I say, I'm going to do this and then I've got to take photos and do all, and you know, do the upload and the rest of that crap. And, and I go, well, I'll do it. I'll do it later. And then I never yeah. do it. And that's the thing with this, with this pedal car. It's like, you know, if it doesn't sell on Craigslist, eBay would make more sense, but me putting it up on eBay, I don't think I would get a serious buyer just based on my, you know, five points or five reviews or my you know you should look i don't know what it would cost you to do it but at this point bring a trailer is probably the best place for it oh yeah especially given like the vintage of it and bring a trailer it has screwed up uh you know car prices so effing bad that you know you're probably going to get the most money there yeah 
it might be worth spending the three bucks getting a part that fits it and right. <laughs> sell it as, you know, complete. Yeah. 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 And you know, I don't know what it costs to run a bring a trailer ad, but I've seen pedal cars and other stuff on there. So they're not just doing cars. I think cars are like a hundred bucks, but other stuff's cheaper. Yeah. Cause I've seen like accessories, like manuals and wheels right. and like other parts. So yeah, it's not a bad idea. No, it is. And you know, I, it's, I looked at, I was like, we, I have a set of wheels and tires that I do want to sell the stock ones that came off the forerunner. And I looked at that. I won't put on eBay. That'll go on Craigslist. But there's right now there's like four or five other sets. So I either go on and undercut everybody, which is kind of kind of lame or wait for three or four of them to fall off and then post them. Yeah, I guess the other. Well, it doesn't make any sense to really post it outside of your area, like posting them on a Craigslist in like L.A. because that person well, is no, going to be in L.A. And you're, if they want to drive down, County, they're welcome. But, they're welcome to drive down and get them. Yeah. I also don't, uh, I don't really like people coming to my house. I know. Yeah. I usually don't like it either. But I guess sometimes like you you try to feel them out by email or or by phone call or something to see if they're somewhat normal. Right. But I mean, mean, granted us as guys probably have it a, a little easier than like a woman trying to sell something. I'm not concerned about me. I'm more concerned that, somebody sees I've got a bunch of motorcycles and other stuff in the garage and then eventually yeah, comes back. That's, right? true. And that's your beanie babies. I'm yes. I know someone that was convinced that beanie babies were going to make them rich. How'd that work out for them? Not very well. Like at all. Although I've heard some of them are still worth quite a bit of money. Yeah. I, I have no idea. And, and I what? only know this because, and I'm going to, big revelation, but I'm a huge fan of Antiques Roadshow. And I, I saw an episode where somebody brought Beanie Babies. And what they value the uh, collection at in that episode. I don't remember, but it was, I, I was like, whoa, okay, that's a lot. Ten, for tens of dollars? No, it was thousands. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would have expected that. No, but at one point, I mean, wasn't weren't there like Beanie Babies that were worth like thirty or forty grand if you could find one? Yeah, I never understood what that was all about. Like the, is it just because they were known to be made in a limited quantity? Like the manufacturer said, "Hey, we only made six of these." Yeah, or was it just some other, you know, valuation attached to them? I think that you know, misprint. Like it's weird. People, like the people that want oh the misprints or the uh, I don't know the mess ups and all that stuff somehow makes it worth more. I'm like, in my eyes, not really. Yeah, like I know in the like Hot Wheels stuff, they go, oh, they freak out when like they have the wrong wheels on, right? Or the wheels are mismatched, or to a lesser extent when the car's in the packaging backwards. Like, because usually the car face is right. Okay. Sometimes it goes in backwards, but I don't know if that really has that big of a deal. So instead on, of ninety nine cents, it's worth like a buck five. Yeah, exactly. Right. There's all the like, you know, the Lego people, they, uh, it's hilarious. (laughs) Uh, I've got, I'm a part of a Lego group on Facebook. Yeah. I said that out loud and they, uh, I probably said it before too, but there yeah. people will post a- pictures. A- AFOL, right? Yeah, a- AFOL, yeah. There's, but they're, they'll post pictures of minifigs. I'm like, is this one rare? Oh, look at what happened to his helmet. The printing's wrong. It's like, what is it worth? It's worth nothing. It's literally worth nothing unless you find some sucker to pay for it. Yeah. Speaking of Lego, Grayson's got his uh, Fast and Furious Dodge Charger under construction right now. 
Oh, so not built yet, huh? It's like seven tenths of the way there. Actually, yeah. it's probably even further along. It just needs the the driver's side rear fender needs to be assembled and put on. The rest of the car is there. How's so, the you know? How was the build? Have you helped him with great. it at all, or just kind of? Wow. I, I just usually help with the stickers, and then with the Technic set, the challenge is when you have a couple of pieces that have studs, right. and you're trying to line them up with the holes. Yeah, that's the, a pain. The pins? The pegs don't line up. Yeah, yeah the yeah. pins don't line up. Yeah. So he doesn't have like the finesse to get those in sometimes, so I, I'll help line the pins up so then they snap together. Yeah. But I, I think I've offered him maybe all of 10 minutes worth of help since Friday night. So he's got most of it by himself. Is he going to put it up on the wheelie uh, display? Oh, he's already got it on the wheelie display. Oh, that's funny. Is it? Because when, when you build it, that wheelie part is one of the first like parts of it when you, when you, when you start building. It, it kind of starts off as it starts from the inside out. So okay. you, have, you have the wheelie bar on before you even have the wheels on. Once you get oh. the wheels on, then you can pop it up in a wheelie and it stays that way. Then. The second half of the build starts off with the whole front end of the car. Does that so, thing fold up, or is it just permanently in a wheelie? There, it looks like a Hurst shifter uh-huh. inside, uh-huh. and you pull it back, and then it pops, pops the it back wheelie in. thing down. Oh, okay. And you push it forward, and the wheelie thing goes up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The doors open and close. The hood opens and closes. The trunk opens and closes. There's a... Uh, a blower, like a serpentine belt that's a little Technics chain links. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got, you know, four-wheel suspension. Um, it's got basically like wishbone suspension up front. And then uh, it's got a, a differential in the rear. You can spin one wheel so you can do a single tire fire. Nice. Um, so it's got, a, it's got a good level of detail to it. And it's it's been a pretty, pretty fun build. Um, but like with, with most Technics, it's like – it, don't, it never seems to feel as solid as a Lego brick creation. Right. Just because of the density. Right. Um, but it, this one's, this was pretty good. How it, it looks like it's significantly large, too. It looks like it's a pretty good size. It's probably maybe like 14, 15 inches long. It's pretty, that's pretty big. That's substantial. I think. I'll, I'll have to measure it yeah. uh, when we're done. I did, uh, I did build one thing. So I, I got Lego released... Um, three helmets from the star Wars universe is kind of like a collector's builder set. I guess you would say it's some of the first sets I've seen. They're labeled 18 and over, which is interesting. Um, oh, wow. So they've got Boba Fett's helmet. They have a stormtrooper, and then they have the tie fighter pilot helmets. And they're, I've like seen a, them sold separately. Was this all in one box? No, no, no. They're, they're three different sets, but it's like a okay. helmet on a pedestal essentially. So it's yeah. just made for display. I did the Boba Fett. I did build the Boba Fett and, on top, I mean, he's that's my favorite character in the Star Wars universe, and that's cliche as that is, but or as predictable, I guess. But he, uh, the construction techniques were super interesting inside of it. And there's a couple things where you kind of build these, I don't know, blocks. So to make some of the stripes on the helmet, you build these blocks, and then they in in the, like the support structure of the helmet has sort of like an antenna sideways, right? A plastic okay. antenna piece. And then you use one of those little claws and it clicks in sideways. So it's not really stud to stud. It's just kind of clicked into this little groove. It was, it was cool. There was a lot of interesting things and ways to, to that the thing got put together. I thought that was pretty neat because a lot of the stuff that you end up doing is like, you know, you build a car in Lego. Most cars are put together the same way. 
Yeah. So it was yeah. cool to see something different. And it was it was cool. It was a fun build. It was a few hours probably. Actually, I think I yeah. did. I I did it over two nights because I did I started it and then you know I did half of it and then went to bed. It was it was fun. Yeah. This this has been like an hour here, an hour there. Right. How many? Uh, how much time do you think he has into it? He's probably right around like three hours into it. I think that's not bad. But at I mean, all. The, the thing is, is like he's always multitasking, so he's watching something on his iPad as he's doing it. So right. it's not like a hundred percent focus. Yeah, it's coming together nicely. It's kind of what I end up doing. I end up I've got something on TV while I'm building, and then I inevitably I'm like, why do I have this piece left over? And I got to go back and figure out where it went. But my whatever. my favorite part about this set though is for having like. 1,077 pieces in Fort being a car, the sticker sheet is absurdly tiny. Yeah. It's maybe like half of a square of toilet paper in size. Oh, that's cool. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's got just a sticker for the, the nitrous bottles. Okay. Sticker for, for the, the fire extinguisher. Yep. It's got a, a the, the grill is a sticker, the charger grill. Oh. Um, and then it's got like, Stickers for the the reflectors, like the parking lights on the front fenders and on the rear fenders, and that's it. Yeah, that's not bad. So compared to some of the other Lego sets, where there's you know, especially the the Speed Champions, because it's got all the racing logos and stuff. Yeah. This one I think has maybe eight stickers, ten stickers total. I mean, it's it's a nice small number. Yeah, the I hate when there's just too many of them, like the. And sometimes the stickers, you're like, that should have just been a printed piece because this is bullshit. Like, there's a the front of the Tantive Four that came out last year has like it's like a half a cone and a half a cone that stick together to make one side, and then same thing on the other side, right? Well, the, it's supposed to have a red stripe on the outside, so yeah. they give you like this curved sticker that may you know you put that along the contour oh. of the cone, but they never turn out right. They don't line up. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's so frustrating and maddening. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's part of part of the build, and I, I understand that they there's probably so much of an added expense to do it. It's just not worth it for them. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't right. annoy me. That's eh, fine. Whatever. Well, did you say there was like some company that was actually taking those parts and actually printing on them, and you could buy them not from Lego, but for some thirty par- third party? Yeah, there's a company in Germany that does a lot of stuff. They do screen and uh, and print a lot of bricks, but you can't get everything. Um, but typically they've got like a set. So like for the stranger things that upside down house yeah, yeah. doodad, you can get all of those pieces printed and it's like, you know, 50 or 60 bucks probably for all of them, but they do buy, they do it by the set. It's not necessarily like, uh, okay. Not just a one-off. Piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. And I'm sure you could find somebody to do it, but I mean, it's all past. But so it. for that stranger things, if it's 50 or 60 bucks for the printed pieces, how much was the set originally? Like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks. No, the stranger things sets a couple hundred, several hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it was not. Know. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. Unfortunately. Any of those well, sets. Lego though, like, is. We, we talked about the Lego investment factor, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how we're retiring. Screw beanie babies. It's right. Lego. It is my retirement fund. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get enough because my, my, I, I throw my boxes away. So that's going to be a problem with somebody, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to dig through for all the extra pieces either. It is funny, yeah. though. Have you seen this Lego dots thing that that's out now? Yes. So like it's aimed at it's aimed at girls, younger girls. And it's like it's essentially all of the crap that you have left over from your kits. 
It's all the little knickknacks and doodads, and then they added a little bracelet element and a couple other small things, and they're like, ha ha, new new deal. Give me sixty bucks. I don't think it's that much, but the one thing that I'm still like, Grace and I were talking about this the other night was there's always extra pieces when you build some of these sets. I am fascinated to figure out how they do the packaging. Yeah, what's the logic behind it? Yeah, because I know weight is a factor, but I mean. I don't know how the assembly line or packaging line looks. Like, right. Do they just do a run of one Lego set for a couple hours to build a thousand sets? Right. Then they move on to the next? Or is it like, here is a Lego car, here is a Lego house, and it's all coming down the line like randomly one after the other? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, and but you are right. It's always It's weird because it's never... It's always random pieces, and it's they're small. It's it's never a major piece. It's like extra an extra head of hair for a minifig, right? Or like if you get, uh, you always get an extra um, visor. I've noticed for their helmet. Yeah, that's like always Uh in there. You'll get um, all the little kind of like one by one rounds or the little flat pieces. Those are always extra. You get uh, yeah, a lot of that. Like it's just all the little stuff. And it's I was looking to do something. Oh, I I built a chalk for the tire of a car that I put on a shelf so it wouldn't maybe fall off. And I had to dump the whole thing out to find enough kind of more substantial pieces. And I actually ended up taking apart, uh, I don't know what I took apart, something to kind of get enough pieces to, to make it actually work. But whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I just got a bucket of things. You know what, though? Here's what's getting, this is getting annoying, and I will, I'll drop it after this. The brick separator tool. Yeah, I have every single kit comes with one now. Really? Yeah, all of them. So I've got so I've got more of those things I know what to do with. And I think we have like maybe three or four of them. We have a decent number, but not. But I think it's probably because most of our sets are Technic, and those don't yeah, really they come don't. with them. Right? Yeah, the no, more advanced creator sets do. Those do, and, and in fact, like so, the smaller car speed champions won't come with them. But like no. anything slightly bigger than that does come with them. So I've got a ton of those. There was a. Uh, <laughs> there's a thing on uh, on Instagram today that I saw that somebody made a, they called it a UCS brick separator, and they basically made a giant, like, you know how big the brick separator is, right? It's maybe four or five inches long. They, yeah, yeah. It, it, they made one that was probably 15 or 20 inches long, and they made it look like it could have been a ship in Star Wars. Oh, wow. And it's on a little stand, and they've got two little brick separators that are like the minifigs for it. It's pretty freaking hilarious. Interesting. Yeah, people build some funny stuff, man. That's inside baseball for those that aren't big Lego fans, though. Hey, you know what? Too <laughs> too damn bad. We haven't had enough Lego talk recently. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the counterbalance with the Yo Mama jokes from last weekend. That, that was, was pretty nice. good. See, we we got it all covered. There's dude. There's no more holidays for a while. By the way, I don't think. I know Memorial Day. When's that? Right, sometime in May. Is it? I don't know. Memorial Day. My birthday's coming up. Do we, do we consider that a holiday? Monday, May 25th. <laughs> you know what's kind of effed? Are they going to give us other holidays on the back end of this? Because it doesn't really matter, right? Well, but technically we don't have to work from home that day. And my well, son doesn't have to do school from home that day. But so you're still stuck in... Sort of a day off? Nope. Mm-mm. I want. I want more later. Well, yeah, everybody wants more later, but it sucks. But the uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know. It's just going to be another day. I guess technically you could take a three-day weekend and I could do a longer camping trip. But then so would everybody else, right? Jerks. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. so desperate. And that's what it's been interesting. Like, you know, when I talked about the Kona ice thing, like everybody was outside because everybody just wants to be right. somewhere other than inside their house. Yeah, and it's, you know, I've I've been kind of trying to go for a walk and get around, but the the traffic's like the orange circle has been slammed during the day to the point where I don't even like walking over there because there's so many people. That's crazy. Well, because it's been hot. Like, there are people picnicking and social undistancing and, you know, playing grab ass or whatever it is that they're doing out there and standing in line for the yeah, Earth Cafe. It does seem interesting. Like, now that some states are relaxing, like, some people are just going, all right, we're over this. Let's, right. We're done with this. Let's let's move on. And you're like, ah, it's, you know. You want it to be that, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. I hesitate a little bit. I did find, by the way, though, I went to buy a Mother's Day card with, uh, with a mask on. Oh. And I found hand sanitizer for the first time since the whole thing started. Really? Where'd you find it at? Uh, CVS. Nice. Yeah. They had a bottle of hand. Well, they had two different kinds. They had, well, two different brands, I should say. And one of them is like the smaller form factor. So I got one of those for the truck. And then I got a, a larger bottle kind of for home and I can parcel it out in a little travel bottle. But I didn't read the travel bottle thing. And it is a uh, sanitizing liquid. It's basically just alcohol in a uh, container that's got like one of those kind of lotion, just, you know, tops on it. Yeah. Where you push so down you on one side and it pops up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first time I went to use it, not realizing it wasn't a gel or anything, it just water, like water all over my hand everywhere. I was like, this is worthless. This just- KY does nothing. Right, exactly. It's not going to help. So now I got to figure out what do I even do with it. I guess I could put some aloe vera in it, maybe. To thicken it up? Yeah. I don't know if that works. Or just know that it's runny and it's fine. No, it's 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 not even runny. Runny implies that it's still got some viscosity to it. This is like water. It's bizarre. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, it's one of those things where... It, you're washing your hands. It should still be the first preferred method. And Correct. this is like a backup. So yeah, I definitely would rather wash my hands. Uh, they have little sprays that you can spray on door handles now. Cause that's going to work. Don't you have to wait? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'll leave you with this, I guess. Um, there's a guy, his videos are on YouTube. He is called, I think it's Nat's what I reckon. He is an Australian comedian. And if you're looking for, uh, anything to cook or at least be entertained, not safe for work, not safe for children. But uh, this guy's, you know, cooking different dishes and showing you how to make them. And he's pretty friggin' hilarious. Like he has an episode where he, he start he starts to tell you how to cut everything. And he goes, you know, cut it however you want. It doesn't fucking matter. And then he's telling it you, doesn't. like, no, yeah. he's like, put the potatoes in this, do this, and then cook them till they're fucking done. He's like, if they're not <laughs> done enough, cook them longer. Like it's, that's it. Like that's, yeah, yeah. it's the approach to it's pretty funny. They're pretty funny and entertaining to watch. So if you need something to break your day up, that's a, it's a pretty good one. Or if you want to be tormented with nightmares and then need to take a shower, watch some hoarders. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> put that on repeat, man. There are some bad TV shows. We, uh, 
Yeah, I'm not going to get into the rest of them. But, uh, go, nope, go. I'm going to go back to my last dance and relive the 90s in my high school senior year. Is Saved by the Bell on a streaming thing? I don't know. I have to look it up. I have to see if it is. You, If it is, there you go. There's your uh, daily stuff in the background. Do you have a lot of meetings or can you watch stuff in the background pretty religiously? Uh, it's, it's a mix, depending on what day it is. Uh, some days, like Wednesdays. So I have meetings every, like, first thing, 9 a.m. on Mondays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays, my meetings are, like, after lunch all the way till like, 6 o'clock, depending on, you know, who I'm meeting with. Yeah. Friday, for some reason, they like to schedule, uh, like, a 3 o'clock afternoon meeting on a Friday. That's all right. But then we then we have a Zoom happy hour afterwards, so it, it's, it's sort of okay. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I, I can have something on in the background. The, the problem is, is my son is on his classroom Zoom from – Oh, right. 10, 1045 to about like 1215, 1230. So it either has to be like early in the morning or afternoon. It's possible. Well, there you go. I mean, fine. See if it's on stream. If it is, you can start at yeah. the beginning. Well, yeah. Start at the, the Zach beginning Moore when, show. when the bell first rang. Yeah. I... The, crazy thing, the crazy thing with Saved by the Bell, though, is when you watch it at the time, you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. You watch it from today's perspective, you realize like there's literally a website called Zach Morris's Trash, and it's because of the antics that he pulls off. You realize how much of a manipulative asshole he is to his friends in order to get what he wants. I see. I don't know the show well enough to know if that's that's a tr- that's true or not. Uh, Funny or Die has some edits where yeah. they kind of show and explain their their proof. Their, is that their viewpoint? Is that the it, uh, the thing that you sent me earlier? Yes. Okay, I'll have to That's look at that. That's the thing I sent you. Yeah, Zach yeah. Morris is trash on Funny or Die. Okay, I will look at that again. Or I'll go look at it here in, in a few minutes. There you go. When you're on the toilet, it's good watching. It's about the only time I watch. There you go. All right, sir. Uh, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your evening. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's been nice social distancing with you. I know. We've made it to 19. Next one's 20. We're getting big. I know. We are we're almost. We're, we can almost have a drink. In the United States. Almost. Almost. Soon. Almost. Soon, my friend. So episode 21 then probably needs to involve alcohol. Sounds like a plan. All righty, sir. Uh, good talking to you. And uh, yeah, goodbye. Adios, muchacho. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast. And for this, we apologize. <laughs>